Welcome to the You Can Have It All podcast to create a successful business and a thriving family. I am your host, Mona Tavastili from Mompreneurs Worldwide. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the You Can Have It All show, where we talk about four main topics of entrepreneurship, family, well-being, and impact. Today, I want to talk to you about a new role that's been booming recently, podcast manager. And my guest, Lauren Wrighton, is an expert in this topic. She is a podcast strategist who has helped female business owners launch their chart-topping shows since 2017. She now uses her expertise to help freelancers become profitable podcast managers in her course, the Podcast Manager Program, that we're going to talk about. Lauren is a fellow mompreneur, and I'm super excited to introduce her to you today. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Mona. My pleasure. So let's start by telling us about yourself, your business, as well as your personal life. Sure. So uh, I am a, like you said, a mompreneur, and I started my business back in 2016 is when my my journey first started off. I had my daughter in the beginning of 2016. I knew that I didn't want to go back to work full time, that I wanted to figure out some sort of flexible work situation. So, um, so my friend and I started a podcast in the end at towards the end of 2016 and it was about fitness and health. And we thought, you know, maybe this will turn into something that, you know, can make us money, but maybe not. You know, we just kind of went for it. And that's how I really got into podcasting from the back end. I taught myself how to edit. I did all of those pieces for our show, my friend and I show. And I fell in love with the behind the scenes. And, you know, Mm -hmm. her and I continued that show for a couple of years. But in the meantime, I started to look into how can I do this for other people? Because I knew that if I could do podcast editing, podcast launching, that kind of thing, then I could grow my family. Um, I now have three daughters. uh, So I could grow my family, but also be doing this, you know, in the evenings, on the weekends, whenever I could fit it in. And that's kind of how I've spent the last three years. I love the fact that most of uh, mompreneurs that I've met, it's usually a personal need that we have. And the experience that we go through personally, usually after having kids. So definitely a lot of ideas have been born after the kids are born. Um, And back in 2016, podcasting wasn't as popular as as it is now, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, a lot of people that have been listening to podcasts for for a couple of years, you know, people that feel like they've been listening to, to them for decades, it started with the really, really popular podcast, Serial. And that was released, mm-hmm. I want to say, in 2015. But that was a huge momentum boost for podcasting, was just this really, really good podcast that came out. So since then, it has just grown exp- truly exponentially. I think I believe it gives you a voice. So it's a it's a platform, it's an opportunity for you to share uh, your thoughts and be able to learn from other people as well. So it's fantastic. And uh, tell us about the role of a podcast manager. What are the main things that take they take care of? Yeah. So there's a lot of different services that all fall under podcast management, but those include doing guest management. So what this means Mm -hmm. is, you know, whenever you have someone on your show, you need to pitch them or, you know, contact them in some way. You then send them a link to schedule with you. You then, you know, 
the the host obviously records and then you need to then you will likely send them an email when the episode's going to go live so there's a lot of pieces of managing having a guest on your show that's one thing that you can do as a podcast manager then the other things are editing the show uploading and scheduling you know every show needs a description written majority of podcasters nowadays do show notes on their website. So that's also a service. And then promotion. Uh, and usually that is social media graphics and, and that kind of thing to promote on social media. And what are the characteristics of a podcast manager? What are the skills that they need to learn, especially the tech skills? Whenever I'm talking to people that are interested in my course, I always say like, you can't be terrified of tech, but you don't need to be a tech wizard. That's for sure. Like you do not, it's actually a lot more straightforward as far as editing goes. Um, And, but there, as far as the skills that a podcast manager needs, kind of inherent skills is you, you, you want to be creative. I think that's really the first thing is if you're creative, then there's a lot of creativity that goes behind editing and then, you know, social media Mm -hmm. graphics and in writing a description, all of those take a piece of creativity. So that's one thing that you can really use to your advantage as a podcast manager. Um, But if editing is not something that you have an interest in, you're like, that's just too in the weeds for me, maybe then there's a good number of people that are in my course that take the course ha- having no intention of editing. They're going to outsource their editing or they're the person, you know, the podcaster is going to use someone else to edit, uh, but they focus more on the strategy of of the podcast in general or the guest management piece. Um, so they kind of use the different pieces of podcast management um, without editing. I totally agree with you. Sometimes we believe that like podcast manager, the only role that they have is editing, but there's a lot into it. Like as a podcaster, when I make a list of little tiny things that needs to be done until the show is live, it's a huge list. And if somebody can take care of those, manage it, and then as you said, they can outsource the editing, which Again, I agree with you that it's not that difficult because I used to edit my own shows at the beginning, but this is something that as an entrepreneur, I don't want to focus on. It's mm-hmm. the convenience and the, the time that I don't want to spend on this that um, uh, then guided me to to outsource the editing part as well as the show notes, etc. So um, tell me in your course, uh, first of all, who is it suitable for and uh, how do you help your students to become a podcast manager? Yeah. So number one, thanks for asking. Um, The course is really designed for someone that is currently a freelancer. You know, maybe they're in the early stages of being a virtual assistant or they've dabbled in a couple different services, whatever they may be. Um, But they're they start, they've kind of got their foot in the door with freelancing, but they're not sure exactly what services it is that they want to offer. So that's really who the the program's for. Um, Also, someone that wants to work 20 hours a week or less. Now, you can definitely be a full-time podcast manager, 40 hours, however many you want. But because, especially because I'm a mompreneur, that's really my sweet spot is showing you how to build a business working part-time hours. That's amazing because a lot of moms, it's exactly, it gives you that balance that you need. So you are a mom, you still want to spend time with your family, have that quality time, but you feel that you want to do something that's uh, for our mental strength to learn something, to be still uh, in touch with people and, um, and grow, I would say. So this is a great opportunity for them. And you talked about the VAs as well. Tell me what is the difference between a virtual assistant and a podcast manager? Yes. Okay. So 
I think that this is such a great question because a lot of times I see podcasters saying, hey, is there such thing as a podcast VA? And that's mm. one way to look at, you know, a, a brand new podcast manager is that they're they're a virtual assistant with specific skills that are for a podcast. And then as you get experience as a podcast manager, you can move into more of a strategist role because you really see, okay, this is what's working in podcasting and you can really, you know, get to that expert level. But in the beginning, you know, a virtual assistant can do any sort of admin task for a business versus a podcast manager is doing tasks that are really zoned in and that what podcasters need. Interesting. And, you know, sometimes we hear in the news that by, I don't know, like 20, 30, half of the jobs that we have now don't exist anymore. And it never scares me because I believe there are a lot of new jobs that are being created. So being a VA or a podcast manager, etc., they weren't, they didn't exist or they weren't as popular a couple of years ago. So as the technology is advancing, definitely we are seeing more roles and new jobs that are created as well. Yes. So in fact, um, over 90,000 podcasts are being started every month. And that's wow. as of March. So in before that, it was it was closer to you know, 50 and 60. So it's been climbing over the past couple of years, but it has really skyrocketed in the last couple of months. That's amazing. 90,000 new podcasts um, mm-hmm. every month. That's brilliant. I believe that it gives you some kind of a power, a voice to be able to share your thoughts with your audience and 90,000 people having new podcasts every month. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren, uh, why do you think a podcaster needs to work with a podcast manager? So to be honest, I don't think every podcaster needs a podcast manager. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sell everyone on it because the thing is there's so many different types of podcasts. You know, there's really I divided into two different categories. There, there are people that have a podcast for a hobby and there are people that have a podcast mm-hmm. really associated with a business. And sometimes a hobby podcast turns into a podcast with a business, which is kind of what my friend and I were after, you know, four years ago. But if you know if you're doing it for fun, then maybe outsourcing and, and paying someone it just isn't appealing to you, and that's okay. And I, I try to I teach my students on how to go after the right people because the people that have a podcast that also have a business associated with it, they are they are really looking for this help. And so you know, not all podcasters need this help because they're doing it for fun. Maybe they don't want it to be robust. But the hmm. the people that are have this podcast in association with a business, they need to focus, they want to focus on all the other pieces of their business and not on, you know, editing. And you, you even brought up like you used to edit and now you don't. I don't know if you'll agree with this, but as a podcaster, listening to yourself talking and editing, you are so much more critical of yourself and you just want to like delete the whole show. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe not. But, you know, it's nice to have a, a second person listen in and say, oh, no, this was good. Don't don't be too hard on yourself. That's so true. And uh, you're right, because I have seen people who uh, are podcasters and they use they do it as a full time job. So everything that they do and it's a certain topic, it, it helps them to become a speaker as well. So it gives them that um, authority and being an expert in their own field. So they use it that way. And usually they take care of everything themselves. And then there are people who are entrepreneurs or they have very busy schedules. And this is part of what they do. And then I would definitely recommend uh, 
working with other people because um, there are there's so much into it that we don't need as an entrepreneur to focus on definitely other people can take care of it I think you answered this question slightly about the night there are 90,000 podcasts every month but what are the other reasons that you they think a podcast management is a great opportunity right now yeah I think another reason that podcast management is so cool is that people that love podcasts they love podcasts and so you know whenever a, someone that loves podcasts hears like oh there's this whole behind the scenes production that I could get into you know the the entry is actually a lot easier than you would expect it's really just like a dream situation. So for a podcaster to be matched up with someone who's really passionate about the topic they're talking about and passionate about podcasts, that means they can the podcaster can outsource a lot to them because the podcast manager, let's say you have a health and fitness podcast, they, they listen to health and fitness stuff all the time. So they can speak in your voice. They know how to, they know what the show is after. And so they can really come in and help in a lot of different ways um, because they're a huge fan of the show, kind of. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons that podcast managers are seeing or people that are looking into this see this as such an amazing opportunity. Um, and yes, because podcasting is growing exponentially um, and because this is really a fl very flexible job. You know, I I still work, you know, a lot of evenings and not during the day because I have, I have three young girls. Um, so I'm still doing this whenever, just whatever hours I can piece together. And, you know, it's it's just really awesome how flexible it is. Exactly. It gives you the freedom that you need as a mother um, and it gives you the balance that you need. In terms of the podcasting in general, Lauren, I'd love to know what you think of uh, podcasting in terms of a marketing strategy compared to YouTube videos or let's say Facebook Lives, etc. Mm, yeah. So I think this comes down to two different things. What do, what does the podcaster most enjoy? Because, you know, some people really like being on video. And so maybe a YouTube channel is a better option for them. Now, I've actually been reading about how uh, video podcasts are going to be the next thing. So basically mm -hmm. a YouTube video plus a podcast. So that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, but, you know, between picking a podcast or, or a YouTube channel or doing, you know, lives, Facebook lives or Instagram lives. Um, I think it depends on what the potential podcaster really loves doing. Um, it, cause that's one of the reasons a lot of people start podcasts is they're like, I can do this in my pajamas. I don't have to worry mm -hmm. about what I look like. And the tech is a lot easier as if you're interviewing people, you know, if you're doing like a video, a uh, YouTube show, interviewing someone, the tech gets a little bit more complicated than, than a podcast. Um, True. but then also you want to, the podcaster wants to think about their audience. You know, what does their audience do? So if we're talking about mompreneurs or just, just moms that would be, maybe be listening to the show, they, you know, as moms, we have a lot harder time of sitting down and watching a video. We're on the go. We're probably only going to listen to the video. We're probably not even going to see half of the, you know, the visual element. So depending on who the listener is going to be, you can also make a decision if a podcast is right for you based on if your audience is listening to podcasts. One of the reasons that I chose personally podcasts is that when I listen to other podcasts, I, I sometimes go back as far as like five years ago. So mm -hmm. if there's a topic, if I want to learn about something and the podcaster, the, the expert that I'm following, they say, for example, episode number 200 and it's for five years ago. I don't really care as long as the strategy is still valid. I can easily go back and find it versus, for example, a Facebook Live, I believe a year 
year from today, it will definitely get um, a lot less viewers for an Mm -hmm. old video. So that's that's one of the reasons that I felt podcast is um, last longer, let's say. Yeah. And the other thing that I love about podcasts and that I, I hear I hear people talk about podcasts is that they're a lot more intimate than a video, you know, even if it's a Facebook live, which you could also repurpose Facebook lives into a podcast that that gets done a lot. True. But, you know, just listening to someone in your ears is very intimate. And so the, that connection is made a lot faster than maybe if you were to be watching them on it on a YouTube video. Absolutely. And Lauren, you also mentioned that you're a mom to three girls. And I'd love to know if you have any tips that you want to share with that audience in terms of how do you manage between your personal and professional lives? Oh, gosh. Uh, Well, I'm not sure if these tips would work for anyone else, but I'll just say what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So what I do as far as like my workload goes is I Tr- I just do not manage it at the same time. It's so hard for me to multitask with my when I'm with my kids that I've just decided right now I, I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and then a five-month-old. And it's wow. like, it's just impossible to work with them around. And I'm, I'm okay with that. So yeah, that's my, that's my, that what's working for me right now is just when I'm with them, I'm with them and I sneak some hours in during nap time. My two older girls go to preschool and the the times that we're all together, I just turn off my work brain because I just get I just get stressed out if I try to do too many things at one time. When you talk about your business as the course that you have uh, teaching your students how to become podcast manager, but you, you took it even further, right? Now you give opportunities to your students to find jobs as well. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yes. So connected to my program is a higher form. So podcasters can submit their job, you know, who, whatever type of podcaster, podcast manager that they're looking for, they can submit that information to our higher form. It's actually at hireapodcastmanager.com. And that mm-hmm. information goes directly into our private Facebook group so that the my students can then contact those podcasters uh, to, you know, get on a discovery call with them and potentially work with them. So what I love about your journey, Lauren, is that something that started as a hobby, then you turn it into a skill that you could um, teach others and you turn it into a course, but you didn't stop there. So the fact that you've actually grown it into something bigger and you're helping your students as well is, is amazing. So congratulations for that. Lauren, the name of the podcast is You Can Have It All. And the way we define it is that at any given moment, you're, you feel fulfilled with where you are while you're moving towards your goals. So tell me, what does it mean to you to have it all? Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, I would say for me, having it all is, you know, being able to be the mom that I want to be, but still being able to grow in my skills, uh, grow as an individual. So whenever I'm able to kind of strike the balance of being a present mom, but also being, you know, my own human, um, that's when I feel like I've, I'm close to having it all. <laughs> so that, that balance looks a lot, looks, has looked different through the last, you know, four years of me being a mom. Um, but it's, it's felt good most of the time. Do you have any daily routines that you would like to share with our audience? Again, things that help you to stay on top of your game. So one of the routines that I have is, uh, so I'm primarily working evenings right now so that I can really focus on, on my business when I'm working on it. But if I, and so during the day, I'll think of, okay, what exactly 
do I want to accomplish tonight? Because I'll have like 10 things that I want to do, but I'll say, you know, what are like the two things that I absolutely have to do? And if I think I need a little extra time, then I'll sneak, you know, a 30 minutes more of work in when my husband gets off work. But for the most part, I'm really planning during the day what exactly I'm going to get done once my girls go down for bed. So that that's really my solid work hours and how I how I make sure stuff gets done. Lauren, do you have a favorite motto? Is there anything that really helps you on your journey? Ooh, I haven't thought about this in a while, but yes. What what really helped me get started was done, not perfect. So mm-hmm. I'm still embodying that now. Um, some of my – I'm a little bit more into like the refining stage, but I whenever I get caught up in – thinking too much about something and not doing, I just tell myself done and not perfect. Because, you know, if I would have waited until things were perfect, until, you know, the all my audio and all my video and everything was just pr- crystal clear, um, perfect, perfectly done, then I probably still wouldn't have started my course. <laughs> I probably would have helped no one by now. So that's definitely been my motto. Um, and now I'm, like I said, now I'm kind of in more of this refining period, but it still helps me. This is such an important um, a message because I feel that a lot of times we compare our chapter one with somebody else's chapter 20. Mm-hmm. So we see that like the beautiful course that they have, videos, production, and then we say, I can, I, okay, let's wait until I get there. But that person didn't start there. Like if you look at their first course, how they got started, it it's very different than what we ha- they have now. So mm-hmm. I love that you're giving that message because when we're doing it, then it will get into that perfection eventually as well. Yes. And when you're putting something out into the world to help people, sometimes you don't exactly know exactly how you're going to help them. So when I first started helping people become podcast managers, I put some stuff out and people were like, oh yeah, this is really good. Can you do this? Can you do that? And so my courses really morphed over time to really fit the need. And if I would have waited on having perfection, then I probably would have been less inclined to change. So I think that has, that's been one thing that reminds me, you know, things might, things are going to change. So I can't get caught up in exactly how it looks because the, you know, the meat of the content is really what is going to help people. Exactly, Lauren. And I'm going to share as well that for, for me personally, when I uh, shift the focus from Mona and myself to the higher purpose, the impact, uh, things changed uh, a lot. So there are things that they're not necessarily in my comfort zone, even podcasting or public speaking, etc. But every time I tell myself that this is not about me, this is about my message. So even if I can help one person on their journey, it makes it worthwhile. So when we move that focus, shift that focus from uh, how I look, how does how how others think about me, etc. To how many people can I help with this message, and uh, and becomes a responsibility really to to focus on the impact more than making it perfect. Yes. And Lauren, let's go back to your course. So I think by now we all agree that becoming a podcast manager is an amazing uh, opportunity, especially for um, uh, moms who want to have a side hustle, let's let's say, and they still want to focus on their family, etc. Is your course available at the moment? Yes. So um, 
yes, it is It is always open. And I, I love it being that way because then if you hear this and you're like you're thinking about it and it's not the right exact time, then know that it'll be open in another week or so. It'll be open in a week after that so that whenever you're ready to dive in, um, I'll be I'll be here to cheer you on. We will definitely add the link to your course on the show notes. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with our coming to learn. I really appreciate it. How can our listeners stay in touch with you? Yes. So they can find me over on Instagram. My handle is Lauren Wrighton. And then my website is also laurenwrighton.com. We will add all of this on the show notes. Do you have any final words for our audience? I guess my last thought would just be if you're thinking about this and you're thinking, oh, I, I I don't know enough. I don't have enough experience. Don't let that hold you back because you do not need any experience to get started in this. You just have to kind of take that first step, start learning, and you can definitely do this. And I second that because this is something that a lot of podcasters, they learn it on their own, Mm -hmm. but then they need a podcast manager to be able to help it. So our listeners, if you don't have any tech background, if you don't have any experience in podcasting, this is something that you can definitely learn. And there are resources out there. So there are people like Lauren who can teach you that. You can take their course. And then do you have a Facebook group? How do you help your students after that, Lauren? Yes. So we have a private Facebook group for everyone that's in the programs for them to ask questions. You know, once they start getting, once they start working with clients, everything looks a little different. So they'll say, hey, how are you guys doing this? Or what do you do in this situation? So we have a community um, on Facebook. And that comment is definitely key. The the fact that you are surrounded by like-minded people, that's gold. So I'm glad that you're Mm -hmm. offering that as well. I know I said um, we're almost done, but I have one more question now. Tell me Mm -hmm. about, because we have have our audience are from different parts of the world. Tell me about the language um, of a podcaster, the language that the podcasters use in their shows as well. So can the podcast managers focus on a certain niche? uh, And let's say that niche is is a language. Yes. So I was just talking to someone about this the other day. We have one, I think actually two now, Spanish speaker podcast managers in my course. And but then there's only two of them. So if someone if a, mm. someone that doesn't speak Spanish gets connected with a podcaster who would really prefer a Spanish speaking podcast manager, then we'll just refer to the same person. You know, this person's getting like too much work just because they're the only one within our community. So yes, and that doesn't, obviously that's not just Spanish. Um, And it might be that the podcast is in English, but that the podcaster has has another language that they know more fluently than it's just nice for their podcast manager to be familiar with that. So long, long answer to say, I definitely think that you could be a podcast manager for a certain, just a certain language. And maybe you could say, you know, back to the health and fitness example, you work with health and fitness uh, podcasters who, who speak Spanish. I think that is a, a very large group of people that you could, you could work with. I love that. And in marketing, one of the main uh, one of the main strategies is to niche down. So if you get niche down to a certain industry and then certain language, definitely then the 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 podcaster feel more comfortable as well because you become an expert in that field as a podcast manager. You know about that topic and you understand that language as well. I think definitely there is a big opportunity there. Yes, definitely. Lauren, thank you so much again. Um, We will add all the links to the course, to your social media handles and website on the show notes. I really appreciate your time and um, have a great day. Thanks so much, Mona. 